0: Love Talk Radio. Because we have uh, Rita Henley Jensen with us. Rob Oaken will be with us shortly, hopefully. We had a few tough Technical difficulties here, getting started. So we're still a little out of breath and still just getting going on this whole thing for today. Um, So hopefully Rob will will get back to us and uh, he'll be joining us soon. If you are um, uh, just now joining us, as I said, we have with us Rita Henley Jensen, and Rita is the founder and editor of Women's E News, a publication that I can never quite say enough good things about. And uh, (laughs) Rita, I'm. I'm going to multitask here, and I'm going to text um, Rob while you uh, introduce yourself, if you would.
1: Okay. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, I tweeted this out yesterday, so um, I hope there's a lot of everyone out there. Um, I'm Rita Henley Jensen, um, editor-in-chief and founder of Women's E-News, which is a daily online non-profit news service covering issues of particular concern to women. And right now we're celebrating our 15th year. Um, And I'm just very proud that we've lasted 15 years, and we hope to last many more uh, because, as recent events indicate and um, really convey, that there's a lot more work to do regarding uh, uh, women's rights. I was at a fascinating event last night of a group of female journalists. And um, basically, they're, they are like many American women. They're tied up with their, their jobs and raising their families and managing the very complex lives we all lead. And that doesn't give them much time to know about what is going on in, as far as women's rights in the U.S. and certainly not internationally, and I think that that's a a gap, a crucial gap, um, and <laughs> uh, that we fill. And uh, we invite everybody to subscribe to. And, oh, thanks. Okay. Thanks
0: so much. Rita, uh, thank you for filling the gap there while I texted like mad. Um, Yeah, we, um, uh, hopefully, as I said, Rob will be with us shortly. And um, what we want to talk about right now and this morning is uh, the status of feminism around the world. And uh, we wanted Rob to join us. We hope, hopefully, he will join us shortly um, because he is very involved in the work that men do uh, surrounding feminism. And um, what we um, want to hear is both women and men and what they're doing to promote the equality uh, for both genders. But uh, we're talking specifically about women this morning. Uh, Rita, there were a couple of issues that I've been reading about in women's E News and around the world and one of them had to do with China.
1: Um Oh that's so China funny. Why? That is yeah, go on, sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well um I I've been reading a little bit about what's going on with China and women and um uh, uh I think I told you once before my daughter actually lived in China for a while and so whenever I see China and feminism my my uh, my my Ears Perk, uh, she lived in Tokyo for a while, too, and so she kind of was my, my ear to the ground um, when it came to feminism around there. And I remember when she came back from a Tokyo visit one time, she had a book with her, and she knows that I have a particular interest in domestic violence issues. And the title of the book was Domestic Violence for Beginners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we're hoping...
1: I always thought the there was a manual out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because well, so many the of these simpler. these abusers
0: are all so, you know, they have the same tactics, so there must have been a manual somewhere, you know. There must but have been so a she and I laughed about that and we were hoping desperately that it was the translation uh that uh, the, the, you know, caused the the confusion there, but uh, <laughs> uh what, what what's going on with Asia particularly China when it comes to the status of women?
1: Well, that's, uh, the reason I uh, interrupted you at the beginning is that I was uh, sitting at my computer preparing for this talk, and uh, thank you again for inviting me. And so, I had no idea what you would ask me, but I just as uh, an experiment about ways to find the information on our website, I typed in the word "China women's." eNews dot org, and the first story that popped up, and there's a whole list of them, uh, is Feminist Five Arrest, Warning for China's Feminists, and, and this piece explains uh, basically that, and for those who don't know, there were five young younger uh, women who um, thought they had an excellent strategy. For women's rights, they would just, you know, um, have public demonstrations and protests of things like domestic violence, and the government would leave them alone. And <laughs> it worked. It worked for a while, but then uh, somebody must uh, higher up noticed what was going on, or something. And anyway, they were thrown in the slammer and um they had a lot of difficulty getting out. Um and um the and I I'm trying to recall the most recent development but um suffice it to say that the women who were pushing to end domestic violence, and I think you're talking about there was really some long pieces in major um, magazines about the level of violence against women and the acceptability of violence against women in, in China. Um, Japan is, is different. It's not as extreme as it is in China, um, from my understanding. Um They've uh, they've now been shut down. They're, they saw their efforts as apolitical and humanitarian, and, and as I said, uh, obviously I think all of our listeners understand that China goes through periods where um, speech is more acceptable uh, and periods where they suppress any kind of dissent. And it seems that now feminism is one of those red a letter or infuriating or dangerous, as we know feminism is dangerous to the status quo, um, that it must be suppressed. But it'll come back.
0: Yeah.
1: It'll come back because, I mean... It's it's out there. It's like, um, yeah, you know, uh, what's the the expression? But it's it's out of the box now, right? Through the internet or whatever, and through their arrest, and it's it, it won't work to suppress,
0: especially yeah. something well, so
1: benign. Uh,
0: well, exactly. I mean, because Ch- what is Ch- what is China's record for the treatment of women? Uh, and I'm talking recent record within the last twenty years. I mean, we all have history, don't we? But um, yeah,
1: well, within the, uh, the last
0: twenty years or so.
1: Well, um, I think many of us have a uh, know of an era in which female children were left at the side of the road, and many Amer- uh, many Americans ad- responded to that by adopting. Chinese girls out of orphanage out of orphanages, and so that was an indicator and this was particularly extreme because of the one child policy and if you didn't have a son um and if at the first time you became a parent you wouldn't you might you you couldn't attempt to have another son and you know, with all the patriarchy involved and the wealth and the property and all that, yeah. and how will it be but centered? i had, I had
0: read Rita that that you know I mean that was a policy twenty some years ago, but um, you know all those only sons grew up, and gosh, who couldn't see this coming? There was a shortage I mean, of money. <laughs>
1: You know,
0: I mean, really, did they really think that this was a plan that would work long term? And so the last uh, that I was, was, uh, um, you know, reading about the situation there as far as genders were concerned is that women were becoming, uh, they they were being courted, they were being wooed. They were, you know, for a young man in order to get a woman had to perform some stuff and show economic stability and, you know, is that the case?
1: Well, that's not what I heard. Uh, I think that's probably, uh, yeah. Um, And China is like a really big place, right? So I'm sure all things are true. But um, it's clear that there's too few women for the number of men. The ratio was skewed uh, by the systematic murder or abandonment of female children we heard that uh trafficking is big, purchasing you know, mail order the the current version of mail order brides is flourishing. Uh, we understand that also men in the northwest I don't know northeast corner um uh kidnap women from North Korea. I think that it's it's a big place, and there's lots of responses. But yes, there and India is experiencing a similar um, crisis because of the uses of ultrasound, and there's no limit. But they prefer having sons, and so the sex ratio has been skewed. I just to be clear, usually there's more. Boy children born than female children. I think the ratio is 105 to uh, to 100, but more male children die in the first year, so it, it sort of roughly evens out. But if with but in India, if you have fewer females born, then all sorts of problems arise, as we could figure out.
0: Well, so okay, so it would seem to me that this would mean there's a premium on on females. That that I mean, whether we like women or not as cultures, we need to have them. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would be perpetuate. a rational that would be a rational thought process. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if <laughs> the case six. of women works like the the free market is supposed to work, right? If the uh, uh, well, you know, else,
0: I suppose. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if the commodity is scarce; it becomes more valuable. That has not, from what my understanding, that has not significantly shifted the cultural attitudes towards women and girls in those nations. And over the long term, you may be right, you know, that people go, "Uh aha, we can't really be killing off the girls uh, because, you know, we need more girls to make babies later and, you know, clean the house and do all the things and fetch the water and all the things that women and girls do to maintain life. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that might happen, but...
0: well, so Rita, the the conclusion then is instead of making women a rare commodity and making it a more valuable commodity,
1: yeah.
0: What I mean, what do I? I don't understand the thinking, you know. But then I guess, how, you know, who could? But what? So does that mean that they just want to eliminate women? I mean, is this a birth control strategy? If fewer women, fewer babies. Uh, You know, why are they doing that, and what is the significance of that when it comes to women's rights and the treatment of women? I would have thought that it meant we would treat the few women that we have a lot better, because ultimately we've got to have them. But is that the case in China? Or,
1: Or elsewhere. Not not that I I'll just I not that I know of and remember it's an individual act, right, to leave a girl child at the side of the road or to board a female fetus. And so those are played out in individual families, individual ultrasounds, individual and so I think it reflects not so much a state policy but a widely held belief of the the lack of value of having female children. What can we say? Rita, I've been negligent
0: here. I've got, we got off to a kind of a little bumpy start here, and I'm so sorry that Rob is not with us. Uh, something must have happened. Um, but um, let me give our call-in number, um, 646-378-0430. That's 646. 646- Three seven eight zero four three zero. We also have a chat room open. If you want to go to the web page and and type something or comment or question in the chat room, uh, please feel free to do that. And of course, the web page is www.blogtalkradio.com/slash Three Women Three Ways. And those are digits three, not spelled out. So again, we'd like to hear your comments. Six four six three seven eight zero four. 30. So it sounds like uh China not so great for feminism. Uh India same situation?
1: Uh yeah, different but the same. Right, it, you know, it's, play, it's played out differently. Well, you know, India.
0: What has been in the news over the last couple of years because of a phenomenal uh, occurrence uh, of rape. I mean, even of foreign women um, in in the country, and the lack of response to the perpetu- uh, perpetrators of those rapes. Has that situation improved at all?
1: Well, not that we can tell. Uh, Given the negative publicity of the the rape and murder of uh well the boyfriend was was attacked as well but the the woman died uh, who t- was t- went to a movie and got on a bus and ended up beaten to death um but there have been many other cases a woman uh, getting a ride off a bus uh, uh Friendly person on a motorcycle, and she was raped and murdered. A, a woman who w- was walking down the street in a uh, warehouse district, and uh, multi- multiple rapists. Um, and it goes on and on. Well, even so, school
0: children, even school children in their own schools, small children, little girls have been yeah. raped. Uh, I, I read a couple of stories about two separate girls, two separate schools going to the restroom and never getting back to the classroom, and they found the girl, she'd been raped in the restroom at the school. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just it, it's just, wow, you know. Um, so is India taking the, you know, every now and then I read a story that says, oh, yeah, India's, you know, handling this problem, they're tackling it, they're trying to figure out what they can do. Um, are they?
1: Well, um, you know, I, I don't want to point fingers because the U.S. is not doing so, such a good job itself. Um, and when you say, are they trying, I think you would you were referring to the leadership of India. And the short yes. answer yes. is, well, se- similar, but the longer answer is, well, it's complicated. The judicial <laughs> system, <laughs> the police yeah. system, Uh Right? Uh, the law enforcement yeah. beyond the police, um, the legislation, um, on and on. It's so embedded in part of the culture. And, you know, in which community are you talking about? Is it the Hindu community, the Muslim community, the community that's not tied, strongly tied to any faith? the rural community versus the urban community, two different stories. So I i know that India has passed legislation, for example, against the use of ultrasounds. Um, I don't think <laughs> it it ended the practice of using ultrasounds to decide the gender of the fetus and make the decision, but it may... Have shrunk it slightly, I mean it's again, it's like there's a message out there that says this is a bad idea, and then there's the families, and the woman herself has said yes, but <laughs> right, yes, but yeah, so
0: so, so it's really remarkable, time, but,
1: isn't it how how uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's so remarkable how the the same themes play out in different locations. I mean, here in the U.S., the leading cause of accidental death, uh, 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 it's not really accidental, but it's (laughs) the leading cause of what they call pregnancy-associated death, that is, not directly as a result of being pregnant, is homicide. And I think of that every time I... I hear a discussion about abortion rights being suppressed or and, and the million things that they're doing to abortion access in the United States. And a million is an overstatement, but so many, and it it's constant. And I think, huh, and homicide is the leading cause of death, except from, you know, that. And you go, are we paying attention to that? I know, I know,
0: I know. So we really, you know,
1: we really, yeah. I don't know, has anybody done a gender analysis of are more women who are carrying female children murdered while they're pregnant or male children? You know, I don't know. I've never seen an analysis, but who knows? Mm. But definitely the murder of a pregnant woman is, is, is... misogyny. <laughs> so I we well, and
0: you you also bring up a good point, which is, um, you know, we we talk about other countries. <laughs> we are not exempt. I, I mean, I yeah. think, you know, in many, many ways, obviously, women in the United States and in the Western nations, you know, are treated much better than in, in some of the third world nations, but we still have our issues, don't we? <laughs> I mean, we still have our one, issues. One of the things, yeah, one of the things that we've been experiencing is the uh, um, uh, reproductive rights issues, and regardless of where you stand on abortion, the fact that women are being arrested in around in this country, you know, when they lose babies or when, you know, I mean, this this is a huge issue. So
1: I would, going I back to, to our original, pre- they lose lose a pregnancy because right they. Uh, not not actual babies, but if you lo- you uh, women who lose actual babies do face charges, but <laughs> you're not allowed to misplace them. <laughs> but think, <laughs> but think, but think of the the poor woman who was arrested because she left her two children in the back seat, and she. Uh, lowered the windows so that they wouldn't suffocate and went in for a job interview. You're like, you were arrested? I mean, so the the consequences to it and, you know, obviously Charleston is on everyone's mind and and the six women, three men, were murdered. And I I think the impulse is to say, well, they were murdered because they were black. Uh, But you got to wonder why six out of the nine were female. And the quotes, and I don't know all that this man said. He was there an hour. Uh, uh, talk about race, and it clearly, and the Confederate flag, et cetera, et cetera. But black women didn't do so well under slavery either. And he used the expression, you rape, you rape our women? Right? And you go, that is a highly gendered, misogynist, and racist statement. So it all sort of comes together as a package. And I don't know how we sort it out. uh, But to me, it's it's, it's there, and I can't really put it out because I don't know all that he said. If he said anything specific, about black women, but they, they clearly are vilified in our nation and blamed for all sorts of things. So, um, um, uh, yeah, yeah. well, and,
0: and you know, I, it, it's, I don't know, I, I let's talk about some other countries. Um, okay, what about, Get out of here, what about European countries? You know, let, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I reach a level where I think. We are, you know, I mean, all these years. I mean, all these years of of feminism and, you know, and and yet these problems still are rampant. Um, and sometimes, sometimes they're more subtle. Sometimes they're absolutely blatant, um, you know. Uh, but but they're still there. Are, are we making progress at all? Let's talk about now. I recently traveled to Iceland, and I recently traveled to Ireland. Both of which. Oh yeah have female leadership, yes. both of which I was told. Now, I'm not in a position to really know whether this is true or not, but both of which I was told um, the countries were in really bad economic straits. Then they uh, got female presidents. I think they're both presidents. And the countries are starting to do a lot better. Are you aware of that? Is that just a (laughs) myth that that I was told or – you know what? What's the status with uh, Ireland and Iceland since they both have female leadership?
1: Well, I think uh, and, and your question raises a lot of you know uh, issues. One of the things that they talk about in economics is the the glass cliff, which is what a corporation gets in trouble financially that's usually when they turn to female leadership or women have the chance to take the reins. So um, the the glass cliff is a a phenomenon that's seen in business, and I think we also see it in politics. Uh, So that's one issue. I think all the studies that I've seen indicate that if a board of directors has – Women on it, and not just one, not just a token, but women on the board, the companies do better.
0: Yeah.
1: Now I don't know yeah. why. I don't think it's genetic, <laughs> but right. Well, and I oh. was telling
0: you, we, we'd probably get a lot of phone calls. But I, I was at a conference once a year or so ago um, on um, uh, psychology. You know, different. It was a psychology uh, field. And uh, there was a police officer there who actually uh, trained officers. Um, He was an independent contractor. He'd been a police officer for a number of years, and then he went into the business of uh, training police departments to work with women. And he said that women make much better police officers, that when police officers become, you know, predominantly women, departments tend to have less shooting, they have less confrontation, they have, you know, in his opinion, um, it's a really great thing, you know, when women come on board in police departments. So it sounds to me like, uh, you know, based on Ireland and and Iceland that I was talking about, it's a really great thing when women come on board in politics. And yet, politically, we're seeing fewer women in this country involved in politics and being elected to office than we have previously. So what's with that? I, I mean, where's the intersection between individual drive, public opinion, and the economics
1: that make things possible. Wow! Well, well I think that's a, glass, that's okay, a, a book, Heather. <laughs> so, but, but you, know, when we were talking about China, I was thinking about Wanda uh, in West, uh yes, Eastern Africa. I always get the Western, but anyway, Eastern Africa. And as I assume all of your readers know, Yawanda went through a horrible genocide with the Tutus and the Hutus. Um, The Hutus and the Tutsis. Yeah. You know, the the rivers flowed with blood and bodies. It was horrific. And um, so many of the men died that the, it became a women-dominated nation, and the women took charge, and they um, adopted each other's children, that's for one thing, and then they created a way to address what had happened with um, basically village councils openly discussing the crimes and deciding on the punishment, Um and they began to gain political power. Now, uh, <clears throat> they are the uh, supermajority in the parliament. That nation has recovered, I, I can't say 100%, but enormously. And it is very peaceful. Now, Kagami, who's the head and the president, uh, who lived through the genocide, and there's been questions about what he did during that era. That yeah, uh, he is about his term is up, and I read this long piece about all the other uh, African nations in that region have had difficulties in the transition of power, and it's 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 going to be fascinating me to watch what happens in Rwanda, and will the ancient, uh, not so ancient, but the the historic antagonisms um, flare up again, uh, or will the women who have raised this whole generation of children who survived and are now young adults, as well as, there's, uh, I assume there's generational differences, but will they go back to the hatred, or will they continue to forge a peaceful transition of power? So I'm hoping.
0: Yes, I'm hoping too. Um, we have a question in our chat room, Rita, and this person wants to know about France and Muslims, uh. Muslim women. What's going on there?
1: Well, I want to encourage that person uh, to search our archives. Just type in France and and Women's E-News, and you will see the work of our incredible reporter, Hajar Niali. And she is uh, raised in France, uh, of Tunisian parents, and is Muslim, And speaks English and writes in English as well. So she's and does video and photography. Um, She has been to France, and I would say she has done a series of pieces about how poorly Muslim women are treated in France. And there's so many examples, but I think the example that I keep, uh, you know, on the top of mind is that they're barred from, uh, the females are barred from accompanying their children on field trips if they are wearing the, yeah. Well, I don't know, because they're wearing the hijab. If they're wearing the hijab. Well, they did, can't, well, so. well, well, bring me up
0: to speed here because I know that uh, a couple years ago there was a huge brouhaha in France because they actually tried to come up with legislation prohibiting the head covering from the. Uh, yes. and I'm not sure I have the terminology correctly, but the head covering from the
1: hij- right, hijab. the veil, the veil. That's another
0: way of saying it. The veil, and and okay. the country, the people who were advocating that were saying that it's a, it was a security issue.
1: Um yeah. What
0: what's the status of that? Uh, well, know.
1: it's it's not as extreme as when they began, but I'm just going to uh, quote uh, one of Hajar's stories, the opening. A spokeswoman for the Paris-based collective against Islamophobia says the group has registered at least seven physical attacks against veiled women. One of the victims, she says, is still hospitalized after suffering severe injuries, and this is was shortly after the Charles and I'm going to mispronounce his name, but the cartoonist and the uh, uh, the attack on the cartoonist who uh, mocked. Uh, Muhammad, as well as other religions, people are clear, you know, want to point out. But nevertheless, in response to that horrible event, which everyone agrees is horrible, um, veiled women began to be attacked.
0: Well, were there consistent attacks among Muslim men as well?
1: Well, they're not easily identified. If you wear a veil, you're immediately oh. identified.
0: Exactly. Well, plus you have two strikes. You're wearing a veil and you're female. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like in France this is still a big, huge
1: issue. It's huge. It's huge. And uh, I think it's also a context that, in that the events in Syria, Iraq, Iran, right? uh, even in Yemen, um, the Sudan, the number of refugees are, are at at a world a world record level it's, uh, the world has never seen this many refugees, and a lot of them are from the eastern africa the what they call the MENA region, which is Algeria Liberia along the top of Africa as well as syria uh which is just so tragic that that continues. And uh, they're fleeing, and they're getting to Europe however they can for their physical safety, and it's been going on a while. Families have settled from previous migrations as well as this massive refugee movement. I think the number is 60 million. Um, So there's a lot of pressure, and and, and when that happens, people become concerned. If there's enough resources to care um, yeah. for the the refugees. Now, one of the things that Hajar did was go to Jordan and report on the status of women uh, who were now in Jordan who fled Syria, and she made some video interviews that are very powerful. But the and the conditions in Jordan were so bad uh, that the, some of the women went back to Syria, as however dangerous it is, and they may have become refugees once again. Um, Turkey, which is um, a Muslim nation, but is not they don't they speak Turkish; they're not Arabic. Uh, they've been very kind, but. They're overwhelmed. Lebanon, which is uh, an Arabic-speaking nation, they've been very kind, but they're overwhelmed. The ratio to refugees to uh, Lebanese, I think it's two to one. Um, So, I mean, the pressure that the armed conflict is creating is enormous, and you are seeing anti-Muslim Racism, uh, uh, xenophobia—all of the far-right parties are coming to power. Uh, It's almost predictable because, and and nevertheless, very tragic. And if we go back to Rwanda, it's you know the battle for power is the battle for resources, (laughs) and it and yeah, so then even even worse things could happen.
0: Yeah. So, but it, it are are those countries singling out the females or are those countries just I mean, as you said, it's clearly easier if a woman is wearing different clothing to know that she's part of this group that is threatening you. Um, but uh, you know, is is this violence directed toward both the males and the females?
1: Well, yes, if uh as you know, there are assaults on mosques and and other religious institutions. But it's, female carry a lot of the burden because they are easily identified. And, you know, they're they're not allowed to ride the school bus and that kind of thing. And uh, uh, what reception they get in the public school if their mother wears a, a hijab or a veil and um the entire community says that that's no good? Mm-hmm. It's you know, a, a rough road to hoe.
0: Yeah, yeah. What about feminism um and, and hopefully this is this is gonna be a, a happier answer. What about feminism mean, yeah. in the Scandinavian countries?
1: Well, yes. Uh but I wanna also go back to your point about happier. Um you know we're focusing on all the the bias the discrimination the violence and all of that with really terrible consequences fatal consequences their lives are diminished their income is diminished their freedom their opportunity to pursue professions and, and uh control over their bodies etc but yeah. i am so optimistic we because we now these are now issues. We're now talking yeah, about them, sure. and yes, the that's Scandinavian, true. yeah, and uh, the word is getting out through the internet. And there's feminists in China that were protesting domestic violence, and that's a wonderful thing. And yes, they went to prison, and that's terrible. But it's out there. The genie is out of the the, the lamp.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah. You know. So yeah, and uh, that's
0: true. Yeah, and and the fact yeah. that it's making news worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Because these things have gone on for centuries, and nobody even saw fit to comment.
1: It was so mean, commonplace. Really. It was just accepted. Yes. Right? Yes. It was just accepted.
0: So I think that your your point is well made. That you know, yeah, things can be pretty grim grim, but hey, at least something is happening, and people are talking about it, and it's being acknowledged. So you know. Yay for
1: that much, you know. Yay for that much, and once people start talking about it, it's no longer just socially accepted. So yes, um, and uh, you know, I was involved in the beginning of the battered women's movement when there were no shelters, and now, however limited (laughs) and poorly handled, the uh, the assault on women is treated much more seriously, even in the NFL, I feel compelled to say. Uh, But they did it badly and inadequately, but they had to do it. Uh, The same, I think, with campus rape. I mean, how long do you think it's gone on that uh, first-year women were raped? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the...
0: Keeping the, the the conversation going is a very positive sign, but we do, you know, the news can be so, so glum, <laughs> you know, yeah. and sometimes it seems like progress is so slow that it is difficult to keep it in that perspective that, yes, progress is still being made here, you know. Um, yeah, uh, and, and we have no
1: options. That- yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We have no and, options. Yeah,
0: and and, and the fa- well and the fact that we're talking about it at all instead of just walking past yeah. it with blind eyes. You know, this is this is a good thing, you know, it's as Martha Stewart thing. would say. It's it's a good thing. <laughs> um nevertheless <laughs> <So it's interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Nevertheless. Data. Yeah, so so yeah. let's talk about the Scandinavian countries. Um you know those those six foot tall blonde women, and you know do they do they have us <laughs> better than than a lot of us, or what what's going uh, on there?
1: I have a friend whose son uh, is married to somebody who's Norwegian, and uh, his wife has a, a she's a reporter, and she has a good job on a newspaper. And they have two children within two years, and uh, they're expecting a third. And my friend uh, keeps saying that they can afford to have this uh, large of a family only because they're living in Norway. And the mother gets paid maternity leave, and I think it's like – I don't want to overstate it, but let's let's just say it's a year. But there's all sorts of benefits that accrue to the family and the support of the mother that permit this couple to have the joy, right? It is if you have adequate resources, often the birth of a child is a joy.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so when you say, what are they thinking, right, and we're talking about they, the big they, hello, if you want women to have more babies, we have an idea, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs>
0: Here's a thought. Here's a thought. <laughs> Make it so they don't have to struggle like crazy to support them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and
1: they don't lose their professional standing. And the child care in the early uh, months and years is available and food is sufficient, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think you know, and it's not that these nations are are perfect, as we know. There was an act of terrorism in Norway that was horrible, and and you know, there's the the far right exists in both of these in, throughout the region. And that, and the, what's the, the dragon tattoo? I mean, it revealed really, yeah, it revealed that, yeah, even so, even with this wonderful public policy, there's still hatred and hatred of women and other related issues in Sweden and uh, throughout the region. Nevertheless, it's a lot better. One of the things yeah. is uh, that they uh, Sweden insists the men take their uh, fatherhood leave or lose it. And uh, yet, when I spoke to a Swedish woman, she said, yes, they all take it during the hunting season. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> so all the babies are born during hunting season? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, they can take well, it any time, the- right? The mother can take it, and then they can take it. So whenever the baby's born, they pick the the timing, as it turns out, just... Uh, In the hunting season, so yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. All right. I guess some things are
0: universal, right?
1: Right. Um. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I think American women would be happy if they had paid uh, parental leave as, as the fathers would as well, even if it meant that they had more time to hunt. Um, <laughs> there is, yeah, a, exactly. and, and it would be up to them to say, "Excuse me, but you can't leave for your hunting trip until the dishes are done." Uh, but yeah. whatever, <laughs> right? I mean, just yeah. the pressure to move forward and to be fair.
0: Yeah. Well, Can and you're bad. You, imagine, and, you, well, you know, and again, in an ideal world. But as we pointed out earlier, you know, I I I am uh, knowledgeable and involved in a number of domestic violence scenarios and and um you know not every husband is going to do the dishes and do the child care even if he gets time off and um so you know uh even even sometimes idealistic solutions are not necessarily a good solution for many women um so hopefully hopefully though that's that's certainly progress but um me, Don't you
1: think there's saying? also oh, an inter okay. uh, an interreaction? I mean inter interreaction in that if the social policy establishes the men, but the father must must uh, take a father's leave or lose it. It's a very strong incentive for the. You know, there always will be Archie Bunkers out there, but uh, <laughs> but a strong incentive yeah. for those more in the middle to yeah. go in the direction of fairness.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, okay, we've got uh, Scandinavia covered. How about Australia and New Zealand? What is the status of feminism there?
1: Um, blossoming. Uh, really? They, oh, Yeah. I don't know so much for New Zealand, but I know Australia. We just had a visitor, actually, from Australia showing us her movie um, that she managed to fund through crowdsourcing. Um, And it's about a a lesbian who um, ends up discovering a suitcase full of cash in her apartment through a series of complicated events. And she decides to keep it, and she's being chased by the the thieves, and and um, and it, it it was hilarious and funny, and anyway, it was just a great joy. And according to her, that you know that there's a booming. Uh, feminism, movement, and film uh, creation. So there you go. You just never know. But that's the thing with the Internet and the power of communication. Is oh, it's the, amazing, the, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. The I'm the just GD fascinated
0: by by the crowdsourcing and crowdfunding things that are available on the Internet. And I have not seen any articles. Of course, that doesn't mean they're not out there. But I haven't seen any research or articles talking about whether those particular sources of funding and those particular methodologies actually benefit women. I would think that it would. If you don't have to go to, you know, uh, 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 an individual and say and try and sell them on your project, if you can just instead present it to the world and say, okay, here's my project. This is what I want to do. And if the world says, hey, you know, I'm willing to put a dollar behind that, then I would think that there would be a
1: lot less,
0: um, I would think that it would be a lot easier for women. Well,
1: I hope you're right. I feel you wrong. I feel right. But I think that's a great research topic. I think that's huge. Uh, oh, I know. you know. Do women net as much money on the social media sites? And there are some social media sites more women-friendly than others. I know that the one social media site, which is uh, Catalyst, is specifically for women's and women's issues. Oh,
0: Catalyst. I'm going to write that down.
1: Well, wait a minute. So I better make sure that that's its name. So I'm going to look it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Sure
1: Thank <laughs> you for
0: funding here, Rita. you get got to give me the right information, okay? I know. <laughs> yeah. Is it Catalyst? Well,
1: no, I'm looking it up now. So, okay. Oh, okay. All
0: right. All right. Because uh, this is important, Rita. <laughs> I know. I got some ideas up my sleeve. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm looking at our clock. We always have such a good conversation, and our time is fleeing. And I wanted to ask you about South America. Um, oh. I know that South America has had huge struggles with the abortion issue um yeah. that this is uh, uh, something that south american women have struggled with uh over the years and are we seeing any uh, loosening up of uh uh reproductive freedom for women in um uh south america is it uh, you know how how are we looking uh, for se- feminism in south america
1: well, first, I want to give the correct name of the crowdsourcing site for women. And it's similar to what I said, but not the same. It is Catapult. C A T A P U L T.
0: What a great idea. What a great name. You know, just yeah. kind of, launch women.
1: Great. Launch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah and like then, that so, so, what about uh, South of the Border? And um, I think the in the U.S. immigration struggle, that those who are here north of the border are deeply involved in the struggle that uh, women with children not be deported or their families not be broken up by. Deporting the the father and and the mother and the child stay, and then uh, women and children are being held um, for months in in terrible places, and, and it's not because it's in Texas, but really hot, poorly ventilated, poorly maintained prisons, um, while their fate is being decided. So that's a huge thing and the migration of the men looking for work and leaving them behind is huge i think it's also huge that they leave for work and their mothers are raising their children and while so many women from the region are and this is you know a stereotype but are in the north america el norte to uh, clean the houses and take care of the children and they are not permitted to because of the economics and the fences to be with their children so that's one whole issue from the whole group of of nations that are supplying uh, refugees to the U.S. and yes uh, electorally they're making some progress uh further south and the President of brazil and um but no I, I think the the when Michelle Bachelet was President of Chile and she was a survivor of torture, that was an extraordinary moment in history and certainly Chilean history. Uh, which is so rich. Um, and she passed uh, a bill giving women Social Security, even though they didn't work outside the home. But I, th- that, I believe that was repealed because it was so expensive. So there's a lot going on. It's not uh, uh, really focused on abortion as much as it is in the United States. But nevertheless... Chile does prosecute the Nicaragua does prosecute women who are suspected of having an abortion. So there well, is some we've certainly movement. seen that Yeah.
0: I mean we've seen similar situations in our own country. Um yeah. so you know, uh, yeah, we continue to struggle yeah. there. Um so tell me we've got four minutes left, Rita, tell me one wow.
1: really happy
0: story that you know about feminism that that's occurred recently.
1: Okay, so uh, can it be a personal story? Sure. Okay, so I'm It just driving... has to be a
0: two-minute story.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm driving home with my grandson, and uh, we're talking about issues and fairness and sexism, and he says, his he's in sixth, uh, sixth grade, his playground playmates sometimes give the ball to girls, and then they say, well that's uh, because, you know, girls aren't as good as we are. And he pushed back and said, no, that's sexist. We <laughs> can <Quick> all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we'll Very they, good. They can play as well as we can. So there you go. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you know, speaking of that, I have a real quick story, too. I I help a a college student, a young college woman, um, with some uh, some of her, her writing assignments sometimes. And she had to write a personal story, and so she chose to write about her experience joining a little league team. This is hardball. This is not the girls' team, when she was 12. And Ah. she talked about how when she started, she didn't know this base or that base. She had some flack from some of the co-players, but most of the flack and trouble she had was from the coaches. And um, so she um, um, uh, basically spent the course of her junior high and high school years trying to be a better baseball player. And by the time she was a senior in high school, she was pitching a baseball, a baseball, hardball. 90 miles an hour, or I'm sorry, 70 miles an hour, and she could hit and play, and to hear her story and how she grew in this field, um, even when, you know, she had some, a lot of sitting out time and not play, be, being, being given play because she was playing with the boys, um, was just a delight to hear. And well, um, the fact is... that she is now... Uh, a young woman, and she actually is on a woman's baseball team uh, that she's on right now as she's a student. And that was such a fun story, such a fun story to hear that. Because when I was a girl, what you heard about, you know, if you were good at a sport was not, oh, gosh, we'll have to get you on this team because this is better than the other team. We heard, oh, you're a girl and you'll outgrow it. And you know what? We did outgrow it (laughs) because Mm -hmm. there wasn't any opportunity to not outgrow it. So, right. Rita, it's been a delight having you on the show. I don't know what happened with Rob. We're going to have to track him down.
1: Yeah, um, we'll have to do it again because I'm I'm looking at voicemail, his magazine, and it's great and it does ha- very much have is. an international international perspective. And um, yep. so, I'm well, and I was hoping that he
0: would join us because he was just at that conference in India on men and feminism. And yeah. um, and I think it's interesting, you know, that when we talk about feminists, we have to say, men, feminist," uh, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but real world, isn't that, Rita? So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll track him down. Uh, meanwhile, check out Voice Mail, M-A-L-E magazine. And, of course, as always, go to Women's E-News. Um, and check out Rita's publication, uh, extremely fine reporting, very comprehensive. Uh, Rita, thank you again. I always like to end our show with a quote, and today I have a quote from Rebecca West. Ah. I myself have never... uh, Do you know her?
1: Yes, well, I know of her.
0: Okay. I myself have never been able to find out precisely what feminism is. I only know that people call me a feminist whenever I express sentiments that differentiate me from a doormat. (laughs) 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 And I think that that... <laughs> I think that that pretty much one. sums it up. So yep. again, thank you Rita. Join us next week. I haven't lined up the show yet, but I think we're going to have poetry. So that'll oh, nice. be fun. Women uh, be women fun. poets. So
1: All right. So again,
0: thank thank you for joining us three
1: women, three ways. Thank you. Bye.